Welcome to Grow Your Business, Elevate Your Impact, a podcast for fellow helpers, healers, and anyone who's in business to help others and create a positive impact in the world. My name is Sarah Buner, and my mission is to help you grow your business, elevate your impact, make more money, and live your best life too. My intention for this podcast is to provide you with strategies, support, and solutions to make your entrepreneurial journey just a little bit easier. So let's get started. Hi guys, so welcome back to Grow Your Business, Elevate Your Impact. I am today doing a live recorded business blueprint session with my friend Kelly Matthews. Kelly is working on starting her business. She's trying to transition from corporate America to her own healing practice. And so we were chatting about how cool it would be to just have a coaching session recorded. And this is called a business blueprint session where we sit down and talk about where she's at, where she wants to be, and just answer some of those common questions that come up. And so every session that I have is different. This one's a little bit different too, because it's recorded. And I'm also speaking to the audience or speaking to you about common themes that come up specifically around one-on-one practitioners. So if you are a helping or healing provider practitioner, whether that's coaching or Reiki or consulting, or you're an esthetician or a massage therapist, or you offer even things like web design, like anything that has your time and energy where you are providing a service for somebody, this business blueprint session, I highly recommend listening to it because There's some really common things that come up around pricing and business structure and how much money do you want to make and how do you really set that up so that you can succeed long-term and continue helping people long-term all while living your best life too. So I'm going to go ahead and quit rambling. I would just want to go ahead and dive right into this conversation and I would love to hear your thoughts. So come join me on in my Facebook group. I'm going to put the link below for the group in the show notes. And if you want to come tell me, come join the group, tell me your thoughts about this business blueprint session. And I would love to hear what questions you have, what feedback you have, and what you found helpful. So let's go ahead and dive in. So just before I hit record, you brought up a big topic, right? Of kind of saying like, you know where your end goal, but then you're not going to like quit your job tomorrow, right? So it's like that idea of incremental growth. So can you tell me a little bit more about that? Because I feel like we need to start with that concern or worry or whatever that may be. Yes, sure. So I know um, when I had talked to you previously, you had said, have a number that you need so mm-hmm. that you can sustain your life uh, yes. when you do this uh, uh, like solely. Yes. So I thought, well, I want to be at at least $80,000 I, mm-hmm. you know, to be able to support my family and do all the things, but I know that I can't, I'm not going to quit my job tomorrow. Right. And I know, I know that I need to build to that. Yes. Yeah. And that's really why, so a lot of intuitives or healers or heart driven business owners, we start with this like gung ho idea, right. And we want to help people. We want to offer certain things, but if we don't think about, can this also support me and how do I do that consistently? People get stuck where they feel like they can't leave their full-time job or they do and they're broke, right? Or they're overworking and all the things. So that's really where the business blueprint session today, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about your end goal and I'm going to guide you through a series of questions and help you see that roadmap to that exact place. And I, I feel guided to add too that I've been consistently paying myself 
several thousand dollars a month and some months more, some months less, just depending on what I've got going on consistently for almost 10 years. I started my business like seeing clients in 2014. And so that's always been something that I had to have if I was going to do this. And it was much easier coming from social work world because I the bar was not high to replace. Right. But even last week, I brought in more in 24 hours than I used to in a month. Right. And so and it's just like that is and it and I believe the work I'm doing now is tenfold what it was even then. So my my impact elevated, my income elevated, but I just want to start this whole thing with yes, you can consistently pay yourself. And actually, I believe business ownership is actually more stable than being employed by somebody else with the right pieces in place. Because if you have, like for me, I've always liked having a good savings. I like, I have retirement, right? I have I have a strategy that allows me to pay myself consistently, even when I'm going on vacation, even when like this summer, I didn't take on as many clients because I wanted to redo some things in the background. The only reason I could do that and take some of that time away from one-on-one client time was because of the strategy and knowing that I can take care of myself. So we're going to talk about that today. Awesome. So tell me about, we're going to come back to the number. I love that you have the 80K take home. I think that's really doable, actually. Um, And it's a lot easier than people realize to get to our financial goals. But tell me your big why. Like, what is it? uh, Like, tell me about your business. What do you have? What's the why? What's calling you? Absolutely. So ever since I've gone through my spiritual awakening, I have felt the need to share what I have gone through. Um, and help others get to those places, get to a higher vibration, live more present in the present moment, live joyfully. Um, and to know that no matter what you've gone through, you can heal, you yes. can forgive, you can get past it. Yeah. We all have the power within us to change our life. And so I really feel like the pull, I want to teach that, I want to share that, I want to help hold space for people. Um, and, you know, help them to align and balance things in their life. That's really my why. I really feel I've always felt like I had something to offer to the world. And it's taking me this long to figure out how to share it or what I actually wanted to do or what my purpose is. Yeah. Oh, I love this. And it's needed. This is a like, I think sometimes people are afraid to do this kind of business because they're like it feels like there's a lot of people doing this but there's such a need for people to hold space for awakening and even if you don't call it that right it's about being present and mindful and living the life that you want consciously yes and I do I do understand what you're saying about all the people doing it because there are a lot of people doing it but we live in an abundant world and universe we are born worthy we are born abundant And I believe, and I believe that, you know, your people will find you and the people who you are meant to help are going to be part of this whole journey. So I I don't, I think that's like a limiting belief, but one that is of scarcity of, of, there's only so much, but that's what we're taught. That's what's out in the world all the time. Right. And that's why I bring it up because I love that you have that, the abundance mindset and just the reality that. Like if anybody, if you could just all tune in for a moment to how many people you could help, right? And that the more of us that shine our light, the more people 
are going to like, this is, it's just like this cumulative abundance effect. So I love that you have that. Cause a lot of people, no matter what their industry is like, well, aren't there like a lot of people already doing this? And it's like, yes and no. And that's, I believe that conscious marketing and, and conscious sales is about clearly and, and effectively communicating who you are and how you can help. So the right people can find you too. So it's working with the law of attraction. So, okay. So tell me about, so the very first thing that I think about with a business blueprint is we want to know where we're going in detail. And this is a great start, right? Of And I can tell you've put a lot of thought into this, which is great, of what do, how do we want to help? What impact do we want to have? How much money do we want to make? Which we're going to get back to that in a little bit. But also tell me about when you are there, right? When you have that end goal and you're working for yourself full time, what is your life like? Like, what does it feel like? What are the kinds of things that you value or want to do? Um, how many hours do you want to be working? So go with whatever feels good there. Yes, uh, this is a really good question. So when I see myself in my angle doing all the things I want to do, I see myself working less. Mm-hmm. So right now I have a full time job. Um, so I would like to work half the amount of time and still yeah. make good money. And, um, and I felt I the be buzz. To- I felt that. I felt the, like, <laughs> oh, can that happen? But we'll get back to that. Yes. Um, I I really want to be able to spend more time with my kids and work when I want to work, take vacation when I want to take vacation and not have to worry about, you know, when they have, when you want to be there for them for school or you have a doctor's appointment or you have the things. I don't want to have to worry about uh, asking for it to, you know, to be able to come in late or make up the time. I don't want to do that. I want to just be able to flow with everything and be there for my kids and my husband and my family and do all the things I want to do but while working. But I really feel like when I step into this, it's not going to feel like work because yeah. I'm just going to love so much of what I do that yes. when I do work, it's not going to really feel like working. Exactly. You know? Yes. I can totally relate to that. And I forget like that is my norm now. And again, I keep bringing it back to myself because the, those of us who are there, right? Like doing this full time, supporting ourselves, living our dream lives. Spirit's been guiding. Like I had a conversation with Laura Powers last week about this, of like speaking more about the fact that we're there, right? And there's always growth right now. I'm like, well, now I want a beach house and now I want this. And I believe that's part of the spiritual growth too. But I share that for you to know that that is possible. Absolutely. And I want to share with you, yeah. I was listening to your podcast and your, I can't remember which guest it was, but she was talking about how she started to visualize herself doing the things. And I started doing that. I started visualizing myself in those spaces. And for anybody listening, do that. Visualize what you're yes. going to feel like, what it's going to look like, where you see yourself living, because that you yes. can, and it feels so good to step into that. Yes. And I, that's a key takeaway from today is like one actionable step is once you start visualizing this stuff, when I talk about knowing your end goal, you don't have to be like, I want a blue car, right? It doesn't have to be like, so it can be, but it doesn't have to be that specific. It's more about what does it feel like when you are there and what are you doing? How many hours are you working? Because also working less or working more is so subjective. Like I realized that I gen- I like the pursuit of what I do. So I work more than, like I only work a few hours a day because if I don't, I'm a projector and I'll like have to sleep for like six hours during the day. But like you get to really consciously create, like, what does that look like 
what are the things that you value? Like some people want to travel full time, whereas some people are like, no, I just really want to be able to know that I'm, I have financial security and that I could be there for my kids, or it could be both, or it could be, you know, whatever you want it to be. The reason why it's so important to get clear on that, in addition to law of attraction, is if you don't have that, you're going to create a Franken business. And I do have a few episodes on that of, and I, I've learned that from personal experience of having businesses in the six figures, in the multiple six figures, but it not being aligned to my dream lifestyle. And it felt like it was running me instead of me consciously creating, even though it came from really well-intended spaces. Like when I was a therapist full-time, I loved the work, but I was seeing literally like 30 to 40 clients a week. And then when I ran a healing center, I just didn't realize the amount of administrative marketing, coordinating on top of still seeing clients. I just didn't think about it consciously. And so that's where this end goal piece for yourself, a lot of us helpers and healers don't think about ourselves first. And then we get into that predicament. We're like, oh crap, look what I did. I built this thing that no longer sustains me. So that's why this is so important. And then that other piece is exactly what you said of step into that energy every day of it's not like when I'm there, it's like, I am there now. Or was it your episode that I recorded for your podcast or someone else where I was talking about Conor McGregor? Was that yours? No, but I listened to that one. That yeah. was an awesome one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank you. It's so, and I'll just share it here for anybody that hasn't listened, you know, Conor McGregor, the, I think he's an MMA fighter, right? I, I yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um, you wouldn't think that he's a good example necessarily of like, law of attraction embodiment, but he is, he was training as if he was already a world champion before he even like won his first match. So that is it. Like he said, I practiced, like, I know it wasn't even like when he talks about it and it's much cockier than how I talk, but he doesn't say like, I thought about when I would win. He's like, no, I already know that I'm a winner. So I act like a winner. So same idea with, I know that like for me right now, it's building into the seven figures. So holding that energy as a seven figure spiritual entrepreneur, what does that feel like every day? And even in my body right now, I just felt it shift, right? Like just micro embodiment pieces is a key takeaway from today. Yes. And so, okay. So being there for your kids and family, what I hear you saying is you want to build something that gives you financial security and flexibility. Yes. Without working more than like, it sounds like 20 hours a week ish. Yeah. Okay, cool. And you are right that when we're doing what we love, it doesn't feel like work in the same way. And that's almost harder because it's harder to turn off. And studies show that people who are super passionate are at a higher risk of burnout because they love what they do so much. Too. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah I can see that. I can see that. Um, remind me of your human design type. You're a generator? I am. I'm a generator. Yes. Okay, cool. And I actually think that with human design, what I don't like right now with human design is people are kind of pigeonholing themselves, right? So as a projector, like for projectors, for example, we're told not to work more than four to six hours a day, but I almost find it's more like um, like people who are neurodivergent, which I'm also that, and it's, um, I have ADHD. So it's like, 
Some days I can go all in and then some days there's like nothing happening. So, and I think that's true for all of us, right? To some extent, not to like minimize, I know ADHD, believe me, is a real thing. But the reason I ask about generator is it is also true just to see how our auras work differently. So what's great about being a generator is once you're on and aligned, you do have more energy than other people. Like Jeremy joining my team, my husband, he is a generator and I wake up after my like projector sleep and he's already dressed and working and he can go all day. So I ask that because I do take that into account when it comes to like how much energy are you going to have <laughs> every day? Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So tell me what you visualize. So 80K is your, your take-home pay baseline, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. And so what I usually do, and I can give you this worksheet after we're done today, is take a, I have a business baseline worksheet of, of what you need to make each month in addition to that for your revenue baseline revenue. So I'm going to just do some math here for a second. Okay, so we're looking at for this at the very so if we're just so what I usually do, and, and this is not to replace accounting or bookkeeping at all, but I always tell people to save like 22 to 25% of your profit. Go talk to your accountant. But when you're just doing like a rough estimate of like how much do I need to take in per month for taxes, 22 to 25% is a great nest egg. It's usually more than you need to. But like it's more than you need to pay, especially if you have a good accountant and bookkeeping and all of that. But when you're doing first estimates, like roughly of like how much do I need to make, that's a great way to go. So per month, it's like 6666, which is such a great number. I know that's a shadowed number per like the like the Christian religion demonized 6666, but it's actually a divine feminine number. It's about balance. And so neurologically, 80,000 breaks down to that. Which means it's a it's just reflecting that yin and yang, feminine, balance, baseline energy. So when you do that times 1.2, it's about 8,000 is your monthly revenue. And then if you just add in other expenses and stuff, this is why that's at least a 10K a month business that you want to build. Let me write that down. And so I, Kelly, just step off the screen for a second. But... For anybody listening, that's where if you watch me on social media, if you listen, oh, that's okay. If you listen to when I talk about money, most helping and healing professionals are like, no, I don't need to make six figures. And I'm like, but you probably do. You probably do if you have a mortgage, if you want to have a savings and retirement and eat the food you want. Like, it's not even about like, you know, I really want a um, Kia Telluride as my next car, right? And like, we're going to Isla Mujeres and like, we're doing some things that are really fun and a little bit more in that luxurious vibration. But if you're live, if you're supporting your family and you want to have security, 10K is usually like the minimum that you want to be making per month in your business. Okay. And everybody's different, right? And everybody's situation's different. Um, what I find is a lot of people cap out at like, 2500 a month. When people come to me that are already started, that's where they're kind of stuck, like 25 to 5k for the healing professionals. So, looking at this as even without the worksheet, you want to be able to be bringing in at least 10k consistently in your business. Okay, that makes sense. Per month, yeah. 
And so for a lot of people listening, they're going to freak out about that, but that's literally like, that is what I do. That's what I'm here for. That's what these sessions are about. And when you listen to this, I may or may not have the business blueprint sessions available as a single session, because what I find is after you create this blueprint, there's a whole bunch of mindset, aligned action. Um, you know, like there's a skills. The cool thing is there's a skill set that you can develop around aligned marketing and sales practices that teach you how to clearly communicate and attract the right people into your business without burnout and overwork. So if you're listening to this and you're like, holy crap, I need help with this, message me, let's talk and see how we can I can support you with this. Mm-hmm. Um, but today, so for today's sake, so we're going to talk about a 10K basic monthly income. What are your thoughts about when you tune into your business and let's look end goal, right? Because you're in, you're such a great example. That's why I'm so excited that we're doing this. So like you're working full time and you want to incrementally be able to leave your job and do this full time, which is what I did too, by the way. Um, back in 2013, 2014, I gradually built my business. And then there was a point where I'm like, okay, I feel good enough. Let's go. Um, so for you looking at the end goal, what do you see yourself doing? Like what kind of offers, what kind of things? I see myself in the end. I want to be, or end goal, not in the end. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I see myself doing like healing sessions. I like to do distant healing sessions, in-person healing sessions. I would like to do card readings. Um, I would also like to do, I'm learning uh, beyond quantum healing. So I want to offer that uh, as well. I would like to also teach. And I also have like, I, I have a dream to also run a retreat in the future. Once yes. I have all the things in place, I really want to hold retreats. I have been on, um, I just went on my first spiritual retreat in May and it was the most amazing experience. It was a woman's retreat. So it was called soul truths and it was the most amazing experience that I've ever had. And I mean, you bond with people and you yeah. do these amazing things and connecting with spirit and the divine. And it was just such a powerful experience. I'm like, I would love to bring this experience to others. Oh, I love that. I love that so much. I'm like feeling it as you're talking. So I'm not even, I just want to like sink into that of just those spaces that you want to hold for people. It's going to be so magical. And I would love also to have some online tools to or online um, things, classes that people, I have to create that of course yeah, uh, yeah but those are my my in my uh brain or yeah in my mind I see like creating courses to help people mm-hmm. you know understanding you know the basics of energy and healing right. and you know stuff that can help them and this actually brings up something that I think trips a lot of helping and healing professionals up is it's we subconsciously assume that one-on-one healing is the highest good Right. And, and it's, it is really amazing, right? Like in-person retreats, one-on-one healing. But the other thing is like, I think back to my own spiritual mentorship and I got just as much out of reading like Sinea Roman's books. They're always next to me, by the way. So any of the Sinea Roman books, she channels a guide named Oren and um, she has guided meditations that I use. Some are free, some are um, paid. And I'll, I'll put the link in this podcast episode because there's such great resources they aren't that expensive. Like the books are like 12 bucks. If you buy the meditations, um, they're like seven bucks a piece. But had I worked with her one-on-one, I would not actually have achieved the same level of healing 
because I needed to have like, I needed to interact with the book and the meditations, not necessarily be coached or taught. So I think a lot of times what happens is we feel like, okay, the best thing I can offer is one-on-one. And then maybe I'll have some like lower offer, like lower ticket offers or lower priced offers, but shifting the energy around that of your book that you put out, your course that you put out can also be life-changing. And it is different, right? It's a different space, a different tool for your toolbox. Like a book's not going to replace one-on-one coaching, but to realize that when you create those kinds of assets in your business, it is so of service for, for others. Yes, because a lot of people can't often start out working one-on-one because they're not, you know, they're not there yet right. or can't, or they, if they just can't put it into their, you know, uh, their, they can't afford it yet. But if you, if they read the books, start with the meditations, it often puts you in, I think, a higher vibrational space, a yes. different energetic space that leads you to become, you know, more abundant and in different mindsets yes. where you can then. Yes. Hire the coach, hire the mentor. Right, right. And it, what it also does is help people start to be in your energy more. Because if when you do an energy course, for example, it's going to come through with that unique frequency, with the way that you see the world. And that allows people to interact with your energy without it depleting you. Yes. And so the other piece here, though, is an affordability is one of those pieces that really trip helpers and healers up. Because my guess is for most of us, once we know, okay, I am awakening and I need this level of support, we're going to make it happen, right? Whether we need to work harder or save for a little bit or take that financial jump. Like I know for me, when I first opened up to like, oh yeah, I am a psychic. I am a medium. What do I do about this? I had, I think like 600 bucks in my account and I paid like 275 for my coach. Well, she's a psychic healer, right? And is that I'm not recommending like break the bank, but it's also remembering that people take these financial leaps when they're ready. So we usually do, right? If you're in a space of empowered decision-making and again, I'm much more, most of the time, like I don't take out loans. I've never taken, the only time I've taken out a loan in my business was to get my computer. I got a MacBook during COVID and they had like the like 0% for whatever the the government did that for a while. I didn't take out the, the, I probably should have the free things they were giving out, but the only time I've ever, ever taken out financing was for my computer because I wanted the best. So you, it doesn't mean like go put yourself in financial ruin, but it means when we personally are doing our healing work, we do what it takes to invest in it, right. Or find the right fit. But then when it comes to clients, we're like, well, there's, we don't expect that. Like there's a, there can be a block where we don't expect people to do the same thing. Does that make, like, does that kind of make sense? Like the difference? Yeah, I think yeah. it does. Yes. And I don't think you necessarily are dealing with that right now, but I just felt guided to share that here. And so the other thing when it comes to business strategy that I want to say is always plan where you're going to the end. Like like a lot of people that are leaving and, and gradually growing will build something that like, um, how do I put it? Like they'll, they'll be like, okay, well, I can't work full time right now. So I'm just going to build this. And then when I leave, I'll do this instead, right? Like I'll just offer this for now. And then later I'll do this instead. But then what happens is you build up this business and it, if, if you have to shift it once you leave, then you're tearing that one down and building a new one. So I always see. start with the end goal in mind. 
and then incrementally you can work towards it. Some people do just stop and go all in, right? So if you were going to quit today and go all in, my number one recommendation would be to have a high ticket offer first, like a six month coaching package. Um, And the way I define high ticket is different than a lot of the like online world. What I mean is you want to be able to sell four or five of those and take care of yourself and as it cash flow first because what that does is it allows you to know that your needs are met and then over time you can like then you have the time money and energy to build the course to do the other offers right so and everybody's different but i just want to give a preview of like here's how to think about it so if you're doing incrementally what i feel for you is starting with and again this doesn't always match for depending on people's context. But I feel like if you had, you could start incrementally with single sessions. Okay. So two or three types of sessions, like what I see is two or three types of sessions and then being able to position them. We'll get to the messaging in a little bit. Um, And then as you grow and as you get feedback from clients, as you get testimonials, I would add in longer term packages. And so like in the if you're re, if you're reading if you're listening to this years later, my business model may be different, but if you look at the way I do things right now, and then again this might shift as I step into seven figures because this works for six figures, it doesn't always work for seven figures. Right now, I know that if somebody works with me in a one-on-one session, they're going to be able to discern whether or not a longer term container works for them. So when you're working into the six figures that 10 to like 10 to 83K a month, which I know is like out of the world for out of this world for some people, um, but it is possible that's an okay model to have because it allows people to kind of test the waters with you. And then if they want to work with you long-term, they can. So if you're starting out, that's a great place to start. Um, what I So let me ask you this. This is going to go into the messaging is... If you had, so you've talked about, I hear like healing sessions, readings, and like the beyond um, quantum healing certification, right? If you had those three pieces, if you had to answer the question, what problem does this solve or what transformation do, do these offers provide high level? What would you answer? I would say that it helps you become more in alignment with your soul and your soul path and purpose. Because once you have an understanding of um, what you've gone through, either in a in the past or in the f- or in the present, you once you have some a deeper perspective on those things, you're able to heal and grow, and come into alignment in other things in your life. Right, right. And so, and just for anyone listening to how I work is blending strategy with channeling. So what I'm doing is like listening to my guides and then knowing what I know about business to like bring all this together. So it's kind of a journey, but roll with me here. Who, when you think about your target audience or like the the perfect fit clients that you want to attract to your business, what do you know about them? There are people who are awake, awakening and trying to make sense of it, trying to, um, find balance and peace and live their joyful life and find the best way to move forward. And I feel like it, it, they would also then 
start to help others and they would start to shine their light and start helping others with the same things that they've, that I've been able to help them with. Yeah. So, and this is where there can be a little bit of a, what I find for helping and healing professionals, even if you're not intuitive or spiritual is that there can be sometimes a disconnect between how we talk about what we do versus how the people that we're attracting talk about what we do. Okay. So what I'm hearing in this is that what your offers are doing is supporting people through their awakening journey. And that the deeper layer of that is reconnecting with their soul. Yes. And I I want them to know healing is possible. Healing. I'm so sorry to interrupt you. No, go for it. I just, but I really want them to know that healing and forgiveness is possible. So, you know, that's where, when I start to think about your business and, and see the, you know how to put it, when I start to see the business blueprint framework, I see it as on a website, you would explain support for your awakening journey. And then talk in, in the front part, it would be talking about what is awakening, what is healing, what to expect, those kinds of things. And that you're here to support them in their journey. And then you have your sessions available. That's how I would start it. And then as you work with clients, what I would recommend is notice the common themes that come up. And then you can develop courses. You can develop a membership. You can develop um, like a group program. But what I sense here is that, especially with your end goal in mind of working less, Something like a course or a membership is going to be better or like having what I see at the end is like you'll have one-on-one sessions available, but that's not going to be your primary income source alone. Okay. So in the beginning, what I would say is it's good to focus on one offer or one offer set to market. And then as you grow, you can add in the other pieces. And because of the target audience that you're talking about, again, there's infinite possibilities. If you wanted to do an awakening group, you could do that. If you wanted to do an energy course, you could do that. But what I often find is people will be like, okay, I'm going to offer one-on-one sessions. They put them out there. They talk about it. They're super excited. Might get a couple of clients, but then it tapers off. And then they're like, okay, well, let, let me add a group or let me do this. But then Rather than focusing on the creating a system for the sessions to where people can find you and learn about them, people just start offering new different things and then they burn out because they're scattered and they're still not making enough money. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So, what I would say is pick two or three session types so you can have more than that. And then you're going to just, you're, so what I call it is a marketing asset. So basically the way that you grow a healing business without burnout and overwork is you want to think about marketing assets that allow you to communicate who you are, what you do and how you help so that perfect fit people can find you without you having to be out there all the time doing all the things. Okay. And so 
A really well done website is an example of a marketing asset. A podcast is a good marketing asset. A um, email lists are good marketing assets. And so that's where when I start to look at your business, the very first thing I would recommend for you to do next is to be able to identify, okay, these are the um, sessions. This is the price point. We can talk about price point today. And then these are my core messages of who I help, how I help, what I believe, which is what you were guided to jump in there. Of like, I want people to know that healing is possible, right? And and getting that out. And what I do when I work with clients is help you take your message and refine it using copywriting skills, messaging skills that are based in sales um, psychology, like helping people find you so that when you write out that website, the right people look at it and they go, oh, this is it. This is what I, this is what I need. And so that's a skill set. And a lot of us healers are not naturally gifted with that skill set. The only reason I'm good at it now is because I knew that I sucked when I started it. So <laughs> now I did magnetize clients without it. I'll put it that way. But I think that was because of just being able to channel, but that's a whole different digression. So for you, the next step would be price point, identifying that message, and then starting to identify which marketing assets work for me and just creating those and putting them in place. Now, I, I can feel that you would also imagine mindset comes up along the way the whole time. Yes. Absolutely. And that's also where it's so helpful to work with people that have been there, done that. It's so helpful to listen to podcasts or read books of people who are in the frequency you're going to and just keep your energy in that space. And when you're not, when you feel like you're out of alignment, that's not the time to do the website to, you know, move forward in your business. That's the time to align first and then come back. Okay. So let me ask you this before we go to pricing. If slash when you decide to offer one-on-ones, because I hear that and like, some people know they just want to do group programs or some people know they just want to do a course, but I hear that you do want to offer one-on-one sessions. Yeah, I do. Yeah. So how many hours would you be able to have a week right now if you started offering? I would say maybe between seven and 10 with working full time and, you know, with sports and all the things like I, cause I've been really thinking about this um, and I could do some evenings, but I don't want to commit to doing every evening because it's just, there's just no way to do that in all the things. Yeah. Uh, But my weekends are open, you know, more open um, Mm -hmm. being that I don't have my full-time job those days. So I was thinking, you know, somewhere in there and I, I'm flexible and understand that that would have to, you know, depending on, you know, what kind of session you're doing, you might need more time. Right. So I, I'm totally cool with being flexible in that arena. And I will say too, that that, so there's a couple pieces coming up that people who are starting out one-on-one and if you don't know my full story, I've been one-on-one for the majority of my career. So since 2010, I started out as a therapist and I offered Reiki sessions and life coaching and energy work and empath coaching and all the things, right? Card readings. So I'm saying a lot of this from personal experience as well, but, and then also as a business coach and seeing what works and what doesn't that one trap that people fall into is making too much time available because they're afraid that their clients won't be able to make a Monday night. 
And that really is that energy of leadership and that boundary, right? Like think about the people that you really respect. Of course, if you're like, oh, I, I can't do this Monday or whatnot, but if like um, Laura Powers, our mutual buddy, and she's on this podcast all the time. If she said, well, I'm not available Tuesday nights, I'm not going to be like, well, can you, you know what I mean? Like, I'm going to say, okay, well, when are you available? She holds that energy of leadership. Yes, right? that's true. And there is a time to like be discerning. Like um, I'm usually not available evenings or weekends, but I really wanted to do this podcast with you. Right. So it doesn't mean that we don't ever discern that. But one thing that I see is that people start people pleasing. And like, for example, I had people that would say, I can only do Tuesday and Thursday nights. And then I would be there Tuesday and Thursday nights and they'd cancel. And then eventually I was like, okay, what's going to work for me? Right. Cause there's yeah. more, if people can't work with me at, you know, evenings or weekend or daytime, there are other people I can refer to that do evenings and weekends. Like you're talking and I'm like, great. I can refer people to you that want evenings and weekends. Right. So there are more than enough people you can help and your business has to be based on you first. So don't use all of your free time for your business. Cause you really do need your, your off time too, especially if you're working another job. So what I would recommend is like pick one Saturday or Sunday and then one night a week. Okay. And then, or you could pick two, right. But just feel into that and listen to your body, but don't feel like you have to be available all the time. The mindset thing is if I'm available more more people will book. But the truth is if, when you have the right audience growth and the right marketing and messaging, you will have enough people that can do those times. I 100% believe that. So having that boundary. The other thing is, and you are right, sometimes we do need a little bit more time. But I often find too that if people need more time, that's my energy of leadership again, right? Like saying, like if we were doing a session right now, and this is a little different because it's a podcast episode too. But if you had paid for the hour, then it's my energy of leadership to say, okay, we have 15 minutes left. Mm -hmm. And what do, what is the biggest thing that we need to get to? And depending on what you're offering, like with energy, or if you're talking with somebody and they're awakening and they like have 20 million things, you can say, we have 15 minutes left. Where do you want to go next? Sure. Or that makes at, sense. If you're like, I think we should go here first. Or like as a business coach, what I usually say is, okay, this is what I'm thinking. We need to do this, then this, then this, then this. And that's also where having single one-on-one -on -one sessions isn't always the best. Because if I know that somebody needs six months of work with me to really get there, I'm actually doing them a disservice by having them decide to, to join every time they have a problem. Do you see what I mean? Yes. Yes. So when you're talking with clients, so what I see for you is having single sessions and then have a three or six month package available. And it is, I think, good to have a little bit of a discount on that for your people who are committed, right? As long as it's still fitting your, um, how do I put this? Like that you're still feel like it's an, an even energetic exchange, right? If people buy one session from me versus they're working with me longer, there's a little bit of a an investment level shift. But you could sit, have the same thing of here are my single sessions. And if somebody comes in and they lay it all out, and you then they want to keep working with you. You can say, you know, I, from what you're talking about, I know that it takes time to go through all of this, to work through all of this. Would you be interested in learning more about my longer term packages? 
Yeah. Right. So that's where some of this, and I know we won't get to all of these pieces in today's call, but I just want to preview how all of this works for the long term. Okay. Let me come back to where we were though. Oh, so that's what you're saying. So it's, if you find that you're going over on time, that's where having packages is helpful because then you can help people join those and not go over time all the time. Sure. And I think too, like you were talking about boundaries are so important is that if they have other questions or other things, it's okay to say, well, you can book again and we can discuss this. Right. Which I guess is the same thing you just said. (laughs) No, but I like it. I like the way you just said that because what you're doing is you're empowering people to decide to work with you or not. And most helping and healing professionals, we naturally overgive and overgive and overgive. And I find people pay for a single session, but healers will keep going for like 90 minutes, two hours. And again, there may be exceptions to the rule, but if you're doing that, you're actually creating an energetic deficit and you'll burn out. Yes. And so I think too, that's where, and, it, and I'm being guided to add, it doesn't have to be an hour, right? You could do like a 45 minute session. That way you can book a nine and a 10 and an 11 and still have 15 minutes to ground your energy. Or if you go a little over, you have that wiggle room. So these are all pieces that just uh, the invitation is to make sure that you're expanding your options of what's available and what's possible and that it fits you first. And these are all the micro ways for one-on-one providers that our energy starts to leak and we can burn out. Awesome. That really makes sense. And then I think too, like this isn't, this may be the way the business begins, but you're not, as you grow and as you take bigger leaps, yes. you'll evolve and yes. then you'll be able to do the day yeah. sessions. You'll be able to say, maybe, you know, have that space of, I don't do weekends unless, you know, there's some sort of, you know, unless you like, there's an exception yeah. and you, you yeah. know, you feel unless into you that. You really but. want to, and it's discernment. Yes. Yes. It's the energy of leadership because I often find too, that helpers and healers set a boundary for themselves and they're like, but I really do want, like, I really wanted to do this with you. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do it on an evening or weekend. And I know that, you know, a Saturday or a Sunday morning, I have more energy than a Tuesday night, right? So you get to be, it's that energy of leadership. And this is where deep down these programs of codependency and people pleasing and being other focused manifest, especially for one-on-one people. And the other thing I want to add is if you decided today that you wanted to like, start with a six month high end awakening package and you wanted to charge five or 10 K doing that, you can do that. And you could do that for a thousand dollars for the package, right? Like all of these different methods are possible. And it's really just, or if you just said, you know what, I want to make a 197 Reiki course and sell that, that can also get you to the 10 K. It's just trying to figure out which one feels best, which one, how do I want to help people? And what is my end goal and how do I make sure they match is the most important piece here. And can I ask a quick question? Yeah. Oh, um, Cause this just came into my brain. What do you say to people who, when you're thinking of these packages and putting those price points out there, you know, I, I feel like inside of me, it's like, okay, what, what if people read this and say, why, why would I pay that? Or, you know, why is she charging that? That's way too much money or, yeah. you know, and it like, happens. and, and and then putting it out there and being like, wait a minute, but I do have something that is very valuable to share and that you can really benefit from. Yes. And just know, knowing your worth and like letting yourself know it's okay yes. to say, 
this is what it's worth. And I holding that, holding that energy yeah. of, you know, of, of that, I guess, what would you say yeah. to people? You know, it's interesting. I have so many thoughts on this and it's such a good question. The, oh, let me see, let me write some of these down. <laughs> um, so when I was a therapist, right. So and this is going to be my ego coming out a little bit, but I have my education was at Johns Hopkins College Park, Washington University. I was the straight A student, student government president, like got the top clinical rotations, eight years of schooling and training. I'm still paying on those student loans, <laughs> right? And sure. that's a, its own other talk about how the that's a whole different talk. Um, and had done again eight years of training, and I'm coaching this woman's daughter who's actively suicidal that I hope not die. Right. And her mom looked at me and said, and I was charging, I think 60 or 80 bucks an hour. Like I was way undercharging for my education level. And she looked at me and she goes, well, if you're so good at what you do, why do you, why do you charge money for it? And she was a nurse at the hospital. And I'm like, well, if you're so good at what you do, why does the hospital pay you? Right. So I think for women, for helpers, all of these pieces, even if you have the education, you don't need any of that education, by the way, to be a, a really good helper. Um, that's why I'm not a therapist anymore. <laughs> but um, well, there's, that's its own podcast episode too. Therapy is great. I don't want to digress on that. Therapy is a really great tool. Anyway, coming back to the main point, when I started offering Reiki, my first rate was $50 an hour, which is still, I believe, undercharging for the level of work I was doing. And I have a friend named Sarah and my other friend texted the wrong Sarah and said, I can't believe she's charging that much. And it sent to me friends, right? Oh, <laughs> and so I say that because I've charged 20 or 50 or $60 for psychic readings, for being a licensed therapist, for energy healing, for whatever it may be. And people still say it's expensive. And I've also charged five or 10 K for an offer. And people say it's still expensive. But the thing is, it's not even necessarily about what it's worth. It's about making sure that whatever you're delivering at whatever price point is valuable and that it's an integrity and that you're delivering. Like nobody wants to pay $10,000 for a bag of air, right? Sure. So there is, but it's all about frequency. So for what, like, how do I put this? It's like, if I, so I as a consumer now, if I wanted to hire an ads manager for my business, I would hire the best because I know it's going to work. So I would be willing to pay 10, 20, 30,000 because I know it's going to work. So if you're offering at that level, there's a way to make sure that your offer is that valuable first, right? And then from that place, let spirit just interrupted me in that from that place, be able to communicate that value. But what Spirit's also showing me is, it's like, they said, it's not even just about what it's worth or the value. It's saying, this is what it is to work with me. And that's your boundary. And I love that you said that because I have had it where I have, um, you know, come into people's worlds or discovered them and just known that I have to work with this person. Right. I know it's going to benefit my life. Um, and I, and I think then, so what it says when people say, oh, can you believe she's charging that? Yeah. I think that that means that that's, that's just, they're either not ready for it or they're not for you. And that's right. okay. Yeah. That is and totally it's, okay. <laughs> yes. And it is okay for people to think that you're too expensive, right? And 
I'm thinking about um, Denise Duffield Thomas. She's a money coach. She says, the price is just the price, right? So once you decide the price, that's it. And some people will think it's great and work with you. And it's not like, it's not a big deal. Some people will be like, I cannot believe she's charging that, whether it's $50 or $50,000. And what I will also add though, from a strategic psychological standpoint is what I often find though, is if you have to also think about your target audience in the sense that if people are working with brand new people who are awakening, you know that people have scarcity mindset, right? So it's kind of the difference between, well, let me just stick with that for a second because I have this is such a fun conversation. I keep interrupting myself and not finishing a thought. <laughs> um, so like if you are, let's say, opening up, a coaching thing, not not to undermine, like an awakening coaching offer. And it's new, you don't have any testimonials and you're appealing to like the general public of people who are waking up. If you overprice it, you're going to shoot yourself in the foot because people are going to consistently be like, that's too expensive, that's too expensive, that's too expensive. If it's out of, I call it the window of affordability, right? Whereas if you're working with people who are already awake, already have some sovereignty, they already have some of that decision point. Or if you really only want to work with the people who are like, I'm going to do this no matter what, I would have a longer term package and I would have it at a different price point because you're not just offering to the general public. You're now, it's like a, you're niching into a high end coaching container. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. The other thing to think about, though, and this was so surprising to me as I started to work with six and seven figure companies as a consultant, is that the thing that usually gets people from six to seven figures is the energy and intuition and awakening stuff. The things that make businesses healthier are understanding empathy and being an empath and energy and community and these heart centered things. So you can also. Just thinking about your target audience, if you're going for corporate professionals that want to utilize spiritual concepts to make their business healthier, that's a 20K package, right? So it's, so there's kind of a both and happening here. There's a duality around pricing and money and money mindset and people thinking you're too expensive because affordability is subjective a lot of the time, right? And so, and depending on your target audience, they're going to have an idea of what feels good versus what's not. And at the exact same time, you can literally charge whatever the hell you want and it'll work as long as you're positioning it properly. Sure. As long as you're in alignment. I totally feel that. And, and there is a way to do that. That is in integrity. And even with all of that, even if you're in full integrity with, you know what you do, delivers those results, people will still judge you. And I think that's the biggest visibility fear. Like, I don't know if you saw a childhood friend of mine called me a scammer like two weeks ago after sharing some of the wins. And actually I was watching, um, I follow Finance Cowboy on Instagram and he and his wife in his twenties, they wanted to become financially free. And they did, they're like multimillionaires doing real estate investing. And he shares about his stuff. A lot of it's free online and then you can join his program. And I was reading some of his stuff and I happened to look at the comment section and people were calling him a scammer. And I was like, oh, that's so relieving because like, I know he's doing great work. 
right? Like I know he's changing lives. So even when you do all of the inner money mindset work and you feel good about your pricing, you feel like this is aligned for me and you discern that you know the value you're providing is in integrity and in alignment. We can't do everybody else's money mindset work. So I think for helpers and healers, we don't want to be seen as bad or evil or scammers or wrong. So this becomes such a major visibility block through the money piece. And I think what you're talking about too, with these people, you know, saying you're a scammer and you know, this yeah. sort of stuff, it's like, to me, that really says more about a hundred percent more about them. And there is, they just may not be yet in a mindset where they're able to see yes. and understand how you get to those spaces. Because I, I mean, what is out, what we've been taught all our lives, the pro- way we've all been programmed yeah. is that, you know, that isn't possible. Right. But I believe anything is possible. Right. And it's a hundred percent possible when you are in alignment. Yes. Yeah. And that is so true. And I feel like too, and what I responded to her with was I'm okay being misunderstood if it means that me sharing my truth helps more people. Yes. And the constructive criticism or the constructive feedback I took from that also, and I'm actually working on it in the back end, is I do I made the mistake that I tell people not to do like I've been so focused on my business clients recently and getting their stuff up that I haven't been building my own marketing assets. So uh, the marketing assets are, again, it's like your 24 hour team. Like people can go to your website and like stock what you're doing. They can go like, there's a very intentional strategy I teach people. And Jeremy and I are actually working on it in the background to get it going of like, okay, so how is she doing this? And what is the method? And how is it different than other people? That's your marketing asset. And I don't have it available right now because I'm a projector. And every time I work on it, I like get exhausted. So I hired a generator to help help me with it. And um, so it's also that, right? Once you have really good stuff out there, content out there that is intentional and strategic, the right people find you and the other ones aren't going to judge you, but that's okay. Like it doesn't, it's all right. It's okay. Their opinion is their opinion. You just have to to stay focused on yourself. And when you're in integrity, it doesn't really matter what anybody else has to say or what they think, you know, they, it just doesn't matter. Right. Right. And so I feel like for you, this, I know this has been more of a conversation than a full blueprint, but I'm curious, what was your thought around pricing for your one-on-one sessions? Uh, For Reiki, I wanted to do a hundred dollars. And uh, for the BQH, because they tend to take a couple of hours, I would say at least depending on how long, 300 to 400. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, and then the card readings. And the card readings, I thought if it's just a card reading, I was thinking around like, I I don't know. And you can tell me what you think of this anywhere from like 35 to 60. Cause I wasn't sure if that would, if 35 is underpricing or if, you know, I wasn't sure what your thoughts would be on that. So my thoughts are that. So just to shift a little bit, I used to do card readings like 200 an hour. Oh, Okay. Everything and everything was the same price because it was my energy. <laughs> um, that actually makes sense. I kind of that makes sense to me. But here's what happens with card readings: is because cards are so widely available, 
and accessible and because people expect them to be cheap then mm-hmm. i think people are afraid to charge appropriately for them but if you're tapping into intuition if you're coaching with it right so it's really it's my answer is more of a question of is it just a card reading or are you intuiting are you giving guidance are you asking questions are you coaching because if you are then what i would actually say is to charge for a spiritual guidance session or spiritual coaching session or a spiritual awakening session or an alignment session, and then call it that. And then say in this session, we are doing, um, I'm, we're talking about what you're working on. I'm holding space for you. I am, we're using cards when we need to, but it's also about me holding space and asking questions and coaching you to help you get to where you want to be. Yes, that makes sense. Thank you. And, for, thank you for that yeah. input. That's very, yeah. very helpful. Very and, much so. Well, and I'll say too, I have, I had a client earlier this year that was an esthetician or is an esthetician. So she does facials and she does Reiki facials and stuff. Oh my and, God, that sounds amazing. Yeah. And the shift that we did is just in repositioning her offers. We didn't change her offers, but because it was normal to her, she wasn't highlighting it. So even in a basic standard facial, what we did when we marketed it, we gave the packages fun names. Because again, think about like paint, right? Are you going to buy the hex code Q4785? Are you going to buy Caribbean blue, right? It's like Caribbean blue is like, oh, that, right? So when you're price, when you're naming your services, think about this transformation or the solution that you're providing for your people. So for her, for example, we did like a goddess facial. And she said, in here we are doing a mild chemical peel for this. We're doing dermaplaning. You're getting a lymphatic massage. I'm also adding in Reiki, right? Versus before she was like, oh, this is just my signature one, right? And when we started to talk about what she was actually doing in these sessions, she literally went from like a 2,500 a month to like consistent 8K months just by repositioning her messaging. So for healers, we need to remember to kind of take the peel off of what we've been told we can charge and come back to how powerful is it that you are holding space for that you're taking your free time and you're devoting your life to holding space for people who are in pain that you're going to help them empower themselves right so then it's not just a card reading it's not just reiki it's not just coaching it's repositioning that for yourself first as a spiritual leader and not in an ego way but in a, because most of the time, ego is anytime we think we're better than or less than. And then once you say that, no matter what you decide on the price point, like I heard 111 earlier for you to start at. Okay. And you could run specials at 88 or whatnot, but it's really thinking of it in that way. And then as you grow, what I do feel for you is that your price points will shift your packaging will shift as you are out there and feel it and just naturally things evolve, right? The, it's just like the awakening process. We take feedback and things will grow and evolve. So as you do that, and as you book up, you will gradually shift your pricing to a higher price point or offer other things. And then that's how you'll get to the 10K plus a month, starting where you're at now. Amazing. Thank you, you so much, Sarah, yes. for all of this today. This has of been- course. So incredibly helpful. And I just want to have so much gratitude for you and just let you know how much your podcast and your posts and all the things that help me. And I know that it's helping other people too. I want to honor you so much. Yes. Oh, thank you. Well, thank you for letting me kind of just nerd out because I've been kind of going all over. 
But, and I just, the thing that I'm hearing too, is that as we wrap up today, you don't have to sacrifice your heart of service to thrive. And you don't, if you ever, if you didn't ever want to go higher than 88 or 111, you can still get to that 10K month. It's just a different strategy, right? So then it would be have a course, have a membership, have a book, but it's really being intentional and strategic because if we're not intentional and strategic, people start to flail when it's not working. And then like, I can't do this. I can't pay myself, but you can. And it can, your approach is going to look different than anyone else. And that's the beauty is we're all here to follow our own path. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Sarah. Thank you. And so once you are moving forward, we'll update the show notes for later. So we'll put your link in once you have everything ready to go too. Oh, sounds great. And where can people follow you as you um, are working on all the things? Because I have a feeling there are people that are listening to this going, oh, I want to talk to her. It's at Kelly Matthews 840 on Instagram. I'm also Kelly Matthews on Facebook. I am going to get a website going, but I don't have that yet. So that is a goal. But (laughs) Awesome. So fun. Well, if you have any questions, just let me know, Kelly. And anybody else, if you have questions, feel free to reach out to me as well. Like this is, this is why I do the business piece is because I know that the more of you that are thriving, the more people in this world are going to get help. So thanks for listening, everybody. And I'm sure we'll have Kelly back on here again soon too. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Be sure to hit that subscribe button so that you're notified when new episodes come out and check out the links in the show notes for even more free resources. And remember, when you're thriving and your business is thriving, you can help more people, elevate your impact, and live your best life too.